Okay, well, I'm going to reasonably briefly speak a little bit on uh, team leadership. Uh, We're going to have a look at the biblical mandate that I believe there is uh, of what the Bible says um, around team leadership, but also we're going to have a little bit of a look at what that really has meant for us here at the Light Church since we started, and also what it means for us as a congregation, what it is to have team leadership. So, um, it literally is nearly 10 years ago that uh, myself, um, Lizzie, my wife, uh, Matt and Josie, uh, we sat together around a table and we really said, okay God, um, we believe that you've put in our hearts uh, for a church in this city um, and we believe that it's something that you've called us to and we believe by God's spirit together that it was the right thing to do. The Light Church uh, was started through um, a team decision. Amen? It was a team decision. It was started with a team decision. And that team, team leadership, um, is our, as a light church, it is our spiritual. But it is also, as you will see, our practical DNA. It's where we come from. It's what we've been. It's what we are. And we believe it's what we will continue to be. I believe that the advantages of team leadership are enormous. I believe and I hopefully as the scriptures will confirm that it is a biblical mandate laid down in the Bible across the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And I want to do um, a bit of a tour of the Bible, of how it reflects team leadership to hopefully encourage us all that this is something that has been talked about, this has been something that has been encouraged. So, first of all, there are some examples across the Bible of what you would call single Person, person leadership. There are examples. Examples of that could be uh, Jonah. Another example would be perhaps John the Baptist. However, um, God himself um, led these men anyway. Amen? They didn't do it on their own. And I believe that scripture clearly does illustrate, illustrate that the idea of team leadership and its working um, is there from the very, very beginning. In the first chapter of the Bible, um, there's basically the creation team, as you would describe it. We have God the Father speaking in 1 Genesis 1. We have the Son, the very Word of God, John 1 verse 1, and the Spirit present hovering over the water in Genesis 1-2. The creation of the world was done with a team. Three aspects of Jesus, three aspects of God working together. God uses a team leadership from the very beginning. After creation, God enlists Adam's help in cultivating the earth. And the Old Testament, as you read it through the lens of leadership, of it being done as a team, really does embody this principle. As you look at Moses, as you read his journey, he shared the primary leadership of God's people with his brother Aaron who served as a spokesman to the nation, Exodus 4, 10 through 14. Together, they led the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. Moses then mentors Joshua, his successor. Moses shared power. He shared decision-making. He shared problem-solving responsibility with others. And under God's leadership, Moses raised up 70 elders to lead and care for the Israelites so that he would not be overwhelmed with the responsibility. Walking through the Old Testament, uh, one of my great heroes, Nehemiah, as he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem, he did it 
with a team. Amen. He did it with a team. He uses this team to complete the construction of the wall of Jerusalem. David leaves Israel with the help of the prophet Nathan and his best friend and counterpart, Jonathan. This principle continues throughout the Old Testament and arrives in the New Testament, shall we say, alive and kicking. Jesus himself displays the importance of of team leadership. And although Jesus was God in flesh and had enough power and enough wisdom to be able to lead alone, he chose to do it with a team. He chose his disciples. He said, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Stating and acting out what it is to draw others in to leadership and the advantages of the multiplication that that leadership brings. He says, therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest field. After his death, death and resurrection, through the acts of the apostles, Jesus sends his hand-picked team, his laborers, into the harvest field through his great commission with a promise of the Holy Spirit as a team member. Amen? It's never alone. It's always with God. But it's always with the aspects of God and always with others. As the church marches on through the Acts of the Apostles and God's kingdom continues to expand, it does so while emphasizing team leadership. As you read the Acts of the Apostles, as you read the letters to the church, it is infiltrated, it is absorbed and overwhelmed with a sense of doing it as a team in leadership. I believe in the New Testament, Paul is perhaps the greatest Uh, proponent aside from Christ himself of team leadership in ministry. Not only did did Paul teach this philosophy, he also acted out this in a practical way. He raised up leaders as a team. He was a member himself of a church planting team, an expedition. With Barnabas in Acts 13.1, he continued to minister as part of a team throughout his work and his subsequent journeys. He raised up young leaders for the benefit of the church, including Timothy and Titus. In 1 Corinthians 12, he speaks of the body of Christ being everybody working together. In 1 Timothy 3, um, he taught Timothy how to set up biblical leadership, using elders and deacons in teams to minister to the body. For me, I am... Yeah, I'm beyond convinced, if you can be beyond convinced, that there is a huge mandate, a huge mandate. I believe God values team leadership. I believe that God honors team leadership. I believe that he has established team leadership of his church for the good of the body and for his glory. Amen. And my heart would be that by his spirit, that he would lead you as you read the scriptures, as you look at the work of the apostles, as you read the letters to the early church. If you could read it with a lens of leadership, as I have attempted to do as we prepared for this, I believe that it just speaks so good. It speaks of goodness. It speaks of 
some of what I have seen here over the last 10 years of the team leadership that we have tried to model and work here in the Light Church. So, let me give you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes practical look at what I have seen and how team leadership has worked here in the Light. Um, so, we've been, uh, we've been involved in this for 10 years now. I have seen team leadership up close and personal. I have walked with others through some very challenging, um, yeah, and sometimes discouraging times. And I've, yeah, I have absolutely, yeah, I just know that without a team leadership, I don't believe we'd be where we are right now. I don't believe we'd be where we are right now. I just don't believe we would. But with team leadership, I've seen us navigate some difficult things. I've seen us work together on some seemingly intractable problems. I've seen God bring wisdom from people in teams. I've heard God's word confirmed to others at times of great need. I've seen unity and the blessing that it has poured out, not only in my own leadership or part of the leadership team, but through all of us. Yeah, it would have been too great for anyone's shoulders. I just want to tell you, it would have been too great. Yet together, as a team, we have made some significant progress in 10 years. Hallelujah. And I believe that it will be, and it has been, the way that we have attempted to bring the biblical mandate of team leadership into the church. And before anybody sends me an email or asks me at the end of the church, end of the church have we always done it right, just to save you a lot of time, no. Okay. Have we fallen short of have we fallen short of the level that the Bible speaks of team leadership? Absolutely. Have we been completely always about team leadership and never about little bits of ourselves? Absolutely not. But together, working through things, I believe God has blessed it. So a few things to um, let you know. Do we agree all the time? Absolutely not. Amen. In the process and the decision-making process, I can stand before you and let you know that the diversity of opinion, the diversity of thought, the diversity of focus that we all have is real and it is alive and I praise God that it's kicking. But once a decision is made, once wisdom has been sought, once counsel has been brought together, once we make a decision as a leadership team, I can stand before you today and say that we have been together and united in unity around the decisions that we've made. And in that unity, I believe God, as you'll hear in the scriptures, has indeed commanded a blessing where brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. There he commands a blessing. I've seen that. Do we have a wide-ranging views and discussions? Yes, we do. Do we have some head-to-heads? Yes. Be encouraged. Hopefully you are encouraged. Because in that, you discover what you really believe. In that, you discover what others think. In that, it's a crucible where good, wise decisions are built in the crucible of, of together challenging each other in our thoughts and our, in, our, our beliefs. Do we occasionally get passionate too much about things? Yes, I do. Do we get a little bit emotional from time to time? Yes, I do. And so do all of us. Is the diversity of spirit in terms of a heart for Christ? No. 
Is there diversity in spirit or heart for people? No. Is there diversity in a heart to serve the church? No. Is there diversity in spirit that it's not about us? Absolutely not. Those principles are the underlying that allows us to do team together. It's sometimes been a maelstrom of real life, of challenges and difficulties. However, I believe that God has blessed that, and I believe that there have been wisdom that has been found in counsel. So, here's my top ten benefits of team leadership. I was going to do the countdown that we normally do on the top ten, but I decided that would definitely not be the right place or thing to do. But this is what I've seen over ten years. These are what I believe are the benefits of team leadership. Number one, I believe it is biblical. Okay? I believe team leadership is biblical. I believe the scriptures speak about it. I believe the expression of the Old Testament and the New Testament speak of the goodness and the blessing of team leadership. I believe it is biblical. I believe it allows many to serve. It reduces our reliance on one individual. It encourages volunteer leadership. It brings different skills and abilities to serve the church. It provides stability. It maintains focus. No one person decides. It allows greater access to the leadership from you, the community of the church. I believe there is wisdom in counsel. Proverbs 15:12 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And the last one. The unity team leadership, it demands, comes with the promises of God. And I use those words carefully. The unity, the unity that team leadership demands, okay? You can only lead as a team where you, will have, where you have unity. And that is a demand that is on all of us as leaders to find the unity, to find the togetherness, to find the grace, to find the unity that team leadership demands. It demands unity. And I believe that the promises of God... Around that unity are fantastic. And I have to say personally, I have experienced those promises of God through 10 years of team leadership and some difficult and challenging times. Proverbs 1.33 verse 1 to 4. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's like the precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe as it as is as is as okay read that as is as if okay it's like the dew of Hermon falling on Mount Zion the promises of God for team leadership for unity yeah and yeah the message version which I love says yes that's where God commands the blessing on our doings eternal life I believe that team leadership has been a real blessing to us who've been involved in it. I believe the fruit of team leadership is in the light church. I believe that we all have benefited from team leadership. And I believe that God continues by his grace, not because of us, but often in spite of us, has continued to pour a blessing out through the church, through doing this as a team. And I believe that we have tried to model team leadership. I yeah, want to say a huge... Thank you to everybody who has served on the leadership team over the entire 10 years. Um, to see brothers and sisters with a passion for the kingdom of God, with a love of Christ, with a care for others, 
to make sure we keep the main thing. The main thing has been, yeah, inspiring, challenging at times, but overwhelmingly a sense of God's blessing. I believe there is much fruit in the church. I believe that this model is something that God has drawn us to, that he has blessed, that he has ordained, and it is by his grace. And I feel really confident, having looked back at what God has done over 10 years with the leadership that we've done as a team. I believe that that will continue, and I'm excited about what God is doing as our team continues to flex and change and move. But be encouraged as a team of leaders. um, We work this through well. We believe it's right. And also, we want to say a massive thank you um, to people who have trusted our team leadership over the, over the years. We really appreciate the fact that you've understood that we're making decisions, the fact that you've understood that we've done it with the best heart, the fact that you've been gracious to us when we've made mistakes, the fact that you've been kind and generous when we've fallen short. I just want to say thank you because team leadership only works because as a congregation, you embrace the team leadership. You allow us to be the team leadership. Yeah. Thank you. And of course, we will be delighted to answer any questions that you would have on team leadership. It's something we want to talk about. It's something that we want to be part of, you being part of, of the continued growth of our team leadership. Okay? Thanks, Ed. Great. Thanks, John. So we've got a bit of time now where we're going to say thank you to a few people who are stepping down from the team leadership. So um, to this point, we have 10 people who are part of our team leadership. Uh, We're going to be just inviting a few members of the remaining leadership to say thank you to some of those who are stepping down. And then after that, I'm going to invite the, uh, the, the remaining leadership to come up and talk for a few moments a little bit about who they are, what their sort of role is, and why they're really passionate about being part of the Light Church leadership team. So the first bit of news is that um, Steve Sheldon is stepping down from the leadership team. He's not here this morning, but Tim has prepared some words to say thanks to him. And so we're going to share those on a Sunday when, uh, when Steve is here. So just so you know, if you do see Steve around, he's decided to step down. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll do a formal thank you to him um, in due course. But uh, can I invite Gareth to come and say thank you to someone else, please? Um, is Rachel Tarr here? Would you come forward, please? Please. I remember when you first came to our home group, and honestly, it was a breath of fresh air. I think what you brought to our community, to our group, was deeply valued and deeply treasured, and you're very, very special to us. And I want to thank you as a leadership and on behalf of the whole church, for your, your character, your passion, your desire to see souls saved, what you've poured into your work, particularly here in your brightly colored top leading the team. We just see the fruit of what you've done over everything that you put your hand to. So it's been a privilege to have you in our group. It's been a privilege to work alongside you. And we just want to say thank you as a church. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I thank you. I thank you for Rachel and the entire Tar family. I just pray you continue to bless them. Pour your spirit and your love into them so that they can be the salt and the light that you've called them to be. So we thank you for Rachel and what she has done here. 
And we just pray that all of us, as a community, can work together to see this city transformed and your name lifted high. So all the glory and honor to you. Amen. And here's a little token of our esteem. But thank you. Okay, so both Rachel and Steve joined on a one-year sort of uh, trial basis to see whether they felt like it was right um, to be part of the leadership and also you know, kind of work some of that stuff through together. Um, there's a number of other people who are on the same who've decided to stay on and continue, um, but we do have some other news, which um, I'm going to ask John to come and share now. Fantastic. Okay, well... Um yeah, some news that is of, yeah, I think really quite significant and a real opportunity for us as a church to say an enormous thank you. So, um, I want to let everybody know that after a great deal of prayer and amazing due, due diligence of um, Matt thinking and praying and considering uh, where he feels God is absolutely calling him to focus on, that Matt is stepping down after 10 years of being on our leadership team. Um, it has been, yeah, it's been an amazing journey to watch, particularly over the last 12 to 18 months as Matt has really felt God kind of lead him to this decision where he feels that the Lord is really laying on his heart for him to focus um, his leadership attention um, on his role at Christians Against Poverty as not only the chief executive here in the UK but also uh, soon to be the international director. It's a fantastic, yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity. It's definitely, yeah, the right thing. But I've got some things to say to you, Matty boy, but I'd like you to, if you would please, just to come forward because I think we'd like to hear from you. Am I saying something now? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, as John says, it's been a, a, quite a, a long, long decision, um, very prayer, prayerful. Um, but it really, it, it really genuinely only is because of the new kind of breadth and sphere of role at work that is right for me to kind of make this decision that I'm making. Um, there's isn't really nothing other than that, as John says. I'm going to be um, kind of taking on the baton from him, so I'll be taking on international leadership to go with UK leadership within CAP, and that has significant implications for me as an individual, as you can imagine. Um, and particularly, kind of, I think the key thing for any leader is around headspace um, and the amount of extra headspace that's going to require. Some, to, there are just times that you have to lay something down to pick something else back up again and, uh, and and this just feels like the right thing. Um, there are a lot of other things uh, I guess involved but I think the most important thing to say is uh, number one I'm not going anywhere, still going to be very much here, still going to be very much involved, um, going to be continuing to um, preach and lead um, which is good news for those of you that enjoy my preaching and leading, not for those that don't um, and we'll still be very much engaged um, kind of my uh, kind of yeah, my amazing wife Josie uh, is kind of very much now thrown herself fully into church, 
um, as you know. And so if you think about the whole Barlow family, we're probably more invested in the leadership of the Light Church than we ever have been in the last 10 years because of Joseph's employed role and her continued volunteer role under leadership. And, and, and yeah, so I'll still very much be here. I'll still very much be around. I truly do believe that I'm stepping down at a moment of real strength for the Light Church. Really do. Um, so excited to see the additional staff team that are kind of in place. Um, Lyndon, who will be joining as operations manager. Uh, Josie and the strength that she, I know she will add to all of our social action work and food bank work there. Um, uh, as well as um, the kind of Tarzan going in his past. I, I just think that there is such strength. I think the strength that we have within our volunteer leadership team is also um, stronger now than it has um, ever been. And I think that just the thing that I would, I would say as well is to, I can kind of say this now as I'm stepping down, okay, which is to really, really honor the men and women who serve in leadership of this church, okay? I really know that nobody fully understands what it takes, okay? Unless you've done it and unless you've been there. The amount of work, time, emotional investment, pressure, responsibility, spiritual pressure, spiritual responsibility, social pressure, social responsibility, handling people's expectations, all of that sort of stuff is a, is a significant thing that anybody who's been involved in church leadership will know and understand. And so I just, I just want to kind of say a big thank you to those that continue to carry that responsibility. I know it, I understand it, and I'm so appreciative of those people that are prepared to. And I just encourage everyone as the church family to do whatever you can to not only pray for them, but care for them and support them kind of wherever you can. But yeah, I'm going absolutely nowhere, still going to be here, still going to be very much involved, part of the community. We'll still probably end up leading a bit, few bits and pieces here and there, but just not as an overall responsible leader, which I already feel God's grace and release on. So yeah, thank you for those of you that have just encouraged over the years. And I will, yeah, like I said, I just totally see you around. Just don't bother me with anything. (laughs) Yeah, one of the, yeah. So um, I, I hope you will uh, allow me uh, this uh, few minutes. Um, I think when someone who has served for 10 years, who was there around the kitchen table when we first decided the Light Church deserves um, a well thought through um, sort of expression of our gratitude as a church. So, uh, Matty, what I've done is um, I really have attempted to capture just some of what you have given and some of what it means to me and means to us as leadership but also as a church I am pretty certain I've fallen short but I've done my very best so I would like if I could to really read this out over you um, to thank you on behalf of myself everybody who's worked with you in any capacity in the church but also from the church body overall this is what I want to say to you as you formally step down from a leadership role you've served in for the last 10 years on behalf of the church myself And all who have served with you, we want to acknowledge the unique and vital role you have played in the Light Church's 10-year journey. I don't think anyone knows just how much you have given to the church over the last 10 years. From your first enthusiastic, okay, Johnny boy, let's have a go. Real biblical start to the church. 
when we sat around that kitchen table. Through the last 10 years of serving the church, through countless hours of work, effort, you have given in so many areas. You have played a vital and critical and crucial role in much, if not the vast majority of what we see today. You'll have preached over 100 times. You'll have led perhaps 200 services. You've brought biblical wisdom into our lives. You've constantly challenged our heart for the poor and that people should be the priority in our not only showing but sharing the good news of Jesus. The number of Alpha courses you've driven and led with Josie. Yours and Josie's heart of hospitality, not just to friends, but to what must be over a 100 individuals you've invited into your home and in effect said, we value, has touched so many, challenged and led all of us in our heart for others. Your diligence in leadership, your openness to wisdom, your drive and commitment has, I believe, been second to none in the church. You've done far more and carried so much more than all of us for so many years. I honestly don't know where, how we'd have done it. And your capacity is at times overwhelming. Praise God, it's not a competition. There have been a few times that without your steadfast, steely determination and ability to deal with massive issues, I'm not sure where we'd be. Only you and Jesus know the price you have paid in the heartache I know you have carried on several occasions. Put quite simply, without you allowing God to use you so much for so long, in so many words, we'd not be the church we have become. And the lives that we have impacted, I believe, would not have been impacted. Personally, I want to thank you for allowing me the privilege to serve alongside you and to watch you pour yourself and go again and again in difficult circumstances and arduous situations has been inspiring. You've been steadfast and determined that should it always be about the church and always about the people in whom we serve. Your selfless sacrifice is an example to all. Well done for knowing the season to step aside and to concentrate all God has given you in your national and now international significant role through Christians Against Poverty. We are delighted you will remain at the heart of the church doing what you've always done and that is to serve and focus on the poor and the unchurched. As a team, as a leadership team, it's upon the foundation that you have chiseled from granite that we will continue to build. Your heart for the poor, your determination and belief in team leadership is in our safe hands. We will do our best to fill the gap that you leave. However, I think that sometimes a gap is too big to be filled by one. And it will be by God's grace and by the team and others who will join that somehow, I believe, we will see the church continue to go from strength to strength. Thank you. We owe you so much. And we pray you will sense God's smile and his thanks over you. And that one day you will hear him say, Well done, my true and faithful servant. With you, he is well pleased. And I also pray that perhaps when you hear that, you may hear in the faint distance a background of a load of us saying, well done, mighty boy. With you, we are being well pleased. Amen. Amen. We just give Matt a round of applause. Phenomenal. 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 Just phenomenal. Yeah. 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 
So we have the obligatory card, although this one has got all those words in it for you so that you can, yeah, you can look back. So there you go, Matty, and obviously be blessed and encouraged, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, to finish this morning, we are going to hear from the, um, the remaining leadership. And um, so no more surprises from us this morning. Don't worry. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite them. I'm going to give them two minutes, okay? And at the end of their two minutes, I am going to start a round of applause, okay? And for this to work, I need you to join in, okay, and drown them out, okay? They have to be drowned out because, as you can probably tell, many of them are on our preaching and leading team and can talk for a long time. So they've got two minutes and two minutes only. So the first person I'm going to invite is Tim, and we haven't heard from him yet this morning, so let's hear from Tim. He's got two minutes. Hold on, don't applaud him yet. He gets applauded at the end, okay? Oh, I'm setting my own timer, okay? Right, I'm going to hand over to you. Ready, set, go. Morning, everyone. I love this church. I love it, and I'm so grateful to God for it. My passion with with Ray is just for the city of Bradford. We know God has really called us here. And within that particularly, our heart is for new people being saved. And the fact that that's what this church is about is really the reason why we believe that it's home. And, you know, it's just been such a joy to then be involved in teaching the word and equipping new believers, but also those of us that are further on in God. As part of the leadership, I lead on kids and youth and really kind of seeing our children grow up in faith is something that God has kind of very much put on my heart. We've had the blessing of seeing our kids grow in faith here. So I was thinking, we've been part of the church for more than seven years. And so when we arrived, Ben was nine and Josh and Dan were seven. And so it's just been a a fantastic thing to see faith developed in them. But that's my heart for every child and every young person. That's why we're so keen to see children involved, to see relationships built across the generations. So I lead on that currently uh, within the team. Um, I'm also leading the team um, in regard to the building. And so, yeah, we'd continue to appreciate your prayers for that. And I chair the leadership team too. So with 1 minute 48 gone, I think I can probably talk to the two minutes, or I could stop now. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Tim. Next up, John. Okay, this one could be over two minutes. Great. Okay, the question, why am I still on the leadership team after what I've just talked about today? The reason I am on the leadership team is I believe that Jesus Christ is able to change cities. I believe that Jesus Christ uses his body to make a big difference in people's lives. That he's as real today as he was when he walked on the earth 2,000 years ago. I believe in the light church mandate for this city. I believe that we're here for such a time as this. I believe we've got a reason for being here. I believe that we've got a passion for the poor which God is blessing. I believe that he is with us and for us. 
I also believe after 10 years, and you have to believe this after you've been doing something for 10 years, that the best is yet to come. I believe we haven't seen anything yet. I believe there's more. I think he's got more for us. He's got more challenge. He's got more opportunity. He's got more lives to reach. He's got a, bit, he's got a wider remit across this city. I'm inspired by what he's done over 10 years, and I'm believing that I'm going to be here as long as I can, for as much as I can, in as much capacity as I can, to continue to see what God has done. And when I look back and see what he's done with a bunch of ordinary people, amen, which we all are, if you can't be inspired by that, I don't know what you can be. He's taken ordinary people and he's done an extraordinary thing. There are hundreds of people in this city who on a weekly, monthly basis, thank God for the light church. There are hundreds fed. There are kids back in school. There are people find Christ. The fruit of this church is so inspiring that after 10 years, I'm still excited and I'm still going to keep going. And the joy it is to do this with a leadership team is exhilarating. To work with the team that are in this leadership team is exciting and fantastic. So 10 years on, I'm still excited. The best is yet to come and I'm going to continue to serve my living God because I owe him everything and the good that I see of the church across my family is inspiring just in itself, let alone the other people whose lives I see touched. Okay, next up, Gareth. Another one that could be a while here. Uh, I just want to thank you guys. It's been an honor and a privilege to serve you. I look around and I, I see faces who we've worked closely with on Food Bank, in running the church, in home groups. And I just want to say thank you because I think you're the reason I'm here. It's a privilege to serve you, honestly. And um, what am I looking forward to? I'm passionate about teaching. And you know what? I want to see every single person here grow into what God has in store for them. Because I know if we are solid in the faith and we are rich in God, we can impact the city. So you are my passion. And I just want to see souls saved. And I want to see the poor helped. And I want to see God's name glorified. Amen. Not even a minute. 40 seconds worth there of beautiful words from Gareth. Josie, do you want to come up? Great. Yeah, well, I'm really passionate about us as a church. You know, when Jesus prayed, his last prayer for us, his disciples, was that we would be one. So we'd build a family, we'd build a community, we'd build a place, his people on earth that love each other. He said, "Um, I'm praying not only for these disciples, but all for who believe in me through their message. And that's us. He's praying for us. How amazing that Jesus prayed for us is one of his last prayers he said on earth. He said, I'll pray that there will be one, just as you and I are one. But we're not just a family. We're not just a group of people that love each other and that have unity. But we're actually growing in our relationship with God so that we might be one in God too. And that's why I'm passionate about um, teaching and preaching. And I love being on the preaching and leading team because, you know, it's all about us becoming more one with God as well, isn't it? But it's not just that either. It's for we are given a purpose and a mission as well, aren't we? To be a loving community, to be an inclusive community that love each other and that are one with God more. But also for a reason and a purpose, which is to reach out. The last part of the prayer is that we would be one so that the world would see that God has sent Jesus 
And that's the reason why he's left us here. That's the great commission, isn't it? Is to go out into all the world and make disciples. You know, we're here to go out and tell Bradford that there is good news, to bring good news to people. That's why we have Food Bank, we have the Debt Centre, we have the Education Centre, we have Job Club, because we want to tell people, want to bring people good news that there's a God who loves and cares about them. That's why I'm passionate about outreach and passionate about helping the poor as well. So, yeah, that's me. Great. And Chris? Great. Um, So I joined the church 10 years ago when we started, and what attracted me was community and relationship, and the fact that um, loving God and loving people are not mutually exclusive things, but they're intrinsically linked. And as a church, we can love God, we can worship together, we can learn from his word, we can spend time in small groups building each other up, but we can also love people and we can reach out. And for me, there's a real challenge in that. My natural world is the creative world. It's um, in worship, it's in music. Um, but I love that coming to this church, I'm challenged to reach out as well. So um, the reason I'm on part of the leadership team, yeah, so I represent the worship team and all of that, but I love being part of a church that is changing this city and a church that is really changing this city. I've been part of a lot of great churches and I've been to a lot of great churches around the UK, but this church is really making a proper difference in this city. All of the stuff that you've heard today, just take a moment to just think about the impact that is really having on our city and uh, yeah, it's awesome. Great. Okay, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go last, but there is one person we haven't mentioned this morning who is Helen. Helen is off sunning herself today, um, so she will be doing her little two-minute bit next week when she's back from sunning herself. So I'm going to start my own timer now, um, just to make sure, because I reckon I'm going to be the only one that goes... <laughs> right. Um, I'm passionate about this church because I know how much it changes me to be here on a Sunday morning. I arrived eight years ago and, um, yeah, it just completely felt like home when I walked in here. It felt like I'd come to a church that felt like home and I don't think I've ever felt that before and got real sense of, of confirmation around that a few years ago when, when Gemma and I got married. She was living in Manchester. We had to make a decision whether we lived in Bradford or Manchester And this church, I'm pleased to say, was one of the big reasons why we chose this city, um, because we felt at home here and we wanted to build a community together. And so, yeah, I love the things, the the CAP stuff, the TLG stuff. I love the fact, oh, Chris Haldane has texted me. Um, (laughs) Hi, Chris. Um, But yeah, the vibrant expressions of ministry that go on through this church into the city. And I guess my passion is I want to see more people being discipled in mission and in outreach. I want to see more people coming into this church and being changed and transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. And ultimately, I want that to happen in more and more churches. And I want our church to be one where people look at and go, yeah, this is a church that represents Jesus here on the earth. So, yeah, that is my passion. For my part in the church, I help to, um, to lead the preaching and leading team with Josie in on the building project with Chris and Tim. And I'm really passionate about student work and the fuse work as well. So come and chat to me about any of those things anytime. I'm going to hit the end of the timer now. How long have I got?
17 seconds. Great. Um, so if you want to find out more about the team leadership, you want to find out more about us, you want to find out more about the church, there is the Connect Lunch next Sunday. Uh, go and see the people in the, uh, the lovely blue hoodies over there. They'll be able to sign you up, which is great. I'm going to bring the service to a close at this point, And what I'd like to do is pray for us all as we do that. So let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this time we've had together. We thank you that your spirit is present with us, whether we meet together in a large group or whether we are just meeting you one-to-one, Lord God. We pray a prayer of thanks that church doesn't end at 12 o'clock on a Sunday morning, but God, church goes on throughout the week. For all the stuff that's happening, like the 5,000 plus lunch to light groups and, uh, and celestial fire gigs in the week, Lord God, there's just so much life in this church. And we just pray over this week that as we leave, Lord God, we would carry something of you and something of your spirit into our weeks, Lord God. And pray that we would be a blessing on this, your community here in Bradford. Amen. Great. Please collect your children, drink tea and coffee, chat to people, maybe some people you don't know, and uh, then go home. Thanks.